Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome back to the Female Health Podcast, the first episode of the new year. Very excited to be back. I hope everyone had a lovely Christmas and a new year and a very healthy and safe one. Um, back in lockdown again, which is unfortunate, but has to be done. Uh, so I hope everyone's keeping safe and well. Um, today I have a solo episode. Um, I'm going to be chatting about getting to know your cycle. Um, so really knowing your flow, knowing the ebbs and flows of the hormones throughout the cycle. I'm going to be chatting about tracking your cycle a little bit and also I'm going to touch on the pill and what to expect when you come off the pill. Um, So if you're someone who's thinking about coming off the pill for the new year, this might be of interest to you, just what you might expect and maybe what you can do to make that transition just a little bit easier as well. So that's what um, you want to do. You don't want to be making your life any more difficult than it has to be. So yeah, like I'm going to try and make this as straightforward and um, easy as possible. So when it comes to the hormones and talking about the cycle, and I have touched on this before, but I'm just going to go through each phase of the cycle, why it matters. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to refer to each phase of the cycle um, as the seasons of the year. So Maisie Hill is a has wrote a, written a book called Period Power and she has done this and it's a really nice exact way of referring to your cycle. And I suppose when you start to get in tune with your cycle and in tune with your body, you start to really resonate with this and how it really does kind of compare to the months or sorry the seasons in the year. So I'm going to start then with the first phase of the cycle. The first day of your cycle is the very first day that you start to bleed. Okay, so this isn't um, the spotting that you might get before your period comes. So some people might get that pre-spotting or some discharge before their period arrives. That isn't your actual period. That is actually old period from your last cycle that didn't properly shed and that has stayed in your uterus. And uh, when the cervix does open for your this month, it comes out a bit earlier. So the very first day of your cycle is when you get a proper red blood and it's um, a proper flow. So, you know, really not heavy, heavy, but you know, a good um, consistent flow. That is the first day of your period or your cycle. So that's day one. So we refer, or I'm gonna refer to this as the winter of your of the the cycle so think about winter what happens during winter if we're in winter right now what are most of us doing whether it was lockdown or not I think a lot of us would still be you know sitting in a lot more kind of hibernating getting cozy um 
maybe eating a little bit more food and maybe reducing our socializing. Um, I know right now we have to do that, but uh, in winter we can tend to do that a little bit more, particularly in the like the January months anyway. Um, we do tend to reduce our socializing a little bit more and we reduce um, our exercise levels, our, our, our energy levels are lower. So this is akin to what happens during the first few days of your cycle. So your cycle, um, your period should last around one, around one to five days. So five days would be the, the kind of the, the normal length of a cycle. It can go over. Um, however, ideally you're looking at three to five days of a cycle length. So during this time is when you might start, you'll probably notice that your energy is just not very high and you're just not feeling your, you don't have that oomph, you don't have that up and go. And that's completely normal. This is what's going to happen at this stage due to the hormones being at their lowest. So your estrogen and progesterone are your two sex hormones. And at this time they are at the lowest. So this is completely normal to feel a little bit lower in energy, a little bit fatigued and just kind of not having that I don't know, energy about you to get up and go and do things and even see people. So yeah, it's just like winter. You're staying at home, relaxing, chilling, and you're just kind of getting a little bit reflective, I suppose. So this is a really good time to kind of get to know yourself a little bit more. So, you know, getting in tune with yourself and your body and meditating and journaling are really good practices that you can implement at this stage um, because you're really starting to look inward a bit more and, um yeah, you're not having that activity around you and that noise. So it's a really good time to, to go inward and listen a bit more to your body. It's also a good time to reduce your level of exercise. So if you're someone who does four or five jogs a week, maybe reducing that a little bit down, um, your hormones are just not as high to support that, to support that energy. So you're kind of going against the grain as such. So again, when you start to get in tune with your body, instead of going against what your hormones naturally would like you to do you are working with them so when your hormones are at their lowest instead of going out for a jog four or five times a week you're pairing that back a bit maybe going for two lighter jogs and bringing in some yoga or just not exercising that for those few days and that's completely fine a few days of no exercise during this time is not going to hinder much of your progress in fact it's going to allow you to re repair recover and allow you to be working at your optimum during the later seasons in the cycle so that's just something to note in terms of exercise and then in terms of nutrition uh, this is a time where you may feel more hungry and this is again very normal so just upping your calories a little bit especially from good sources of fats and proteins that would be the recommended um, nutrients at this time particularly as this will help keep your blood sugars more stable and um, when your blood sugar levels are up and down this can cause you to feel very low in energy fatigued cranky irritable things like that so eating regularly and often and making sure you're getting good fats and protein in the diet is really going to help you during this time so you know if you're in a low calorie diet this is the time to up your calories and allow yourself that extra bit of calories and you know add those foods in that you enjoy as well whether that be chocolate a little bit of pizza ice cream don't deprive yourself and um, your body wants that little bit of extra energy uh, if you deprive yourself you're going to just hit more cravings and, and ultimately overeat and eat more than you actually would have in the first place. So this is what that's what happens at winter. It's a more reflective place. It's a more time to think inward, chill out, rest, relax, reduce your exercise, up your calories a little bit, eat a little bit more nourishing foods and um, 
yeah go easy on yourself not be expecting too much from yourself so that's what the, the first phase of the cycle looks like so then we move from winter into spring so think of us now we're kind of really getting into springtime or like not we're not in it yet but we're looking forward to it we can't wait for the longer days and we're just looking forward to things so that's kind of what's happening in the follicular phase of the cycle which is your spring phase so Follicular phase is when the follicles on the ovaries are starting to develop and hopefully one will release an egg. So during this phase, estrogen is starting to rise in the body and estrogen is like your yang hormone. It's the one that makes you feel class. You're going to feel so good about yourself. You look better, you feel better, your energy is starting to rise. You notice that you've got more enthusiasm for going out, for meeting new people, for socializing, for getting into the gym, you just have a lot more focus and energy for these types of things. It's a great time for spring cleaning. Maybe that's where the name came from because we've got more energy at this time of the cycle just to get out, to, to really get involved in other activities like spring cleaning, organizing, and um, getting shit done, basically. That's what happens at this time of the cycle. So you really are on top of things. So this is a time to use it to your advantage. You don't want to be sitting on the couch watching loads of Netflix uh, or you know, just like chilling at home. I know right now this is not really relevant, but in real life, when we get back to normal, hopefully this will be more relevant. So where, you know, you want to go out and meet and socialize with people. You're feeling your best. You want to look your best. You're putting on your heels. You're getting your hair done and you're just feeling really good about yourself. And the reason for this is your body is starting to realize it's going to be releasing an egg soon and it's going to want to meet some sperm. So it's getting ready to go out and socialize to meet a man, basically. So it's your body telling you, get out there and meet someone because it wants to reproduce. Whether or not that's what you want, your hormones are, are giving you that kind of vibe. So you're really feeling more energetic, more sexy. Your libido is higher. It wants you to have sex, basically. Um, and all of these, this is, again, really important to know about this stage of your cycle. If you're planning to try to conceive, you want to be using this time of the month to, um, to have sex, to ha try and have a baby. If you don't want to get pregnant, again, it's really important to know um, that this is kind of a time of the month you need to watch out for and that... Um, if you're not on contraception. So you need to watch out for this time of the month to be more careful. So yeah, this is what's happening at this stage. You'll also notice that you are in the gym or your exercise levels are much better. You're feeling your performance is better. You're more up to it. You want to go to the gym and you, you are noticing compared to winter, you're doing a lot better than before. So is this is something you aren't aware of you might be questioning why am I so good this week versus last week but it makes complete sense when you start to understand your hormones and what is happening in the body again your nutrition you might notice your appetite isn't as high as it was during winter so you are able to utilize your carbohydrates more uh, your cravings are not as high uh, and your energy requirements aren't as high either so this is a time where you can lower your calories inadvertently this can happen because your appetite isn't as high again once you get in tune with your body you'll start to notice that so yeah there's a lot of good things happen at this time of the cycle so this is one to really take advantage of and get on top of and feel your best on and um, then you move into summer. So summer is like the pivotal point in the cycle. This is the, the one you want to hit. So this is a really important part of the cycle. This is ovulation, when the egg is released from the ovary. This is when you're feeling so hot, you feel class, you just are, 
your energy at is, is at its all-time high. You're probably reaching personal best in the gym. This is when you should really push yourself. So this occurs around, it depends per, per person, around day, between day 12 to 16 approximately you might ovulate and again you'll notice through your fertile mucus which I'm going to talk about a little bit in a little bit when we come to tracking but yeah this is when you're going to feel really really good so the egg is released from the ovary and again this is um if it meets sperm then boom a baby is made if not then um it forms a corpse luteum and then you make progesterone which is the hormone that then signals the uterine lining to shift and then you get a period two weeks later so uh, that's how these hormones are made is through ovulation so this is so so important if you're not ovulating you're not making enough estrogen or progesterone and these are seriously important hormones they're involved in your gut health your cardiovascular health your mental health your brain health and um, so it helps with um, anxiety levels and managing anxiety and depression um, and it's really important for bone health as well. So um, really, really important that you're making these hormones. So um, that's why the pill is not uh, optimal because you don't make your own hormones. It's an excellent form of con contraception, but just being aware that you're not making your own horm hormones. So you're not getting those benefits that I just listed out. And there's so, so many of them. And um, when you're making up estrogen and progesterone, you get really good skin and health and hair health as well. It's really, really good for your skin. So that's what happens then during summer. So think about summer, like we're all, we all are dying for a bit of summer now. You're feeling so energetic and you're just buzzing with life. You can't wait to, you're going here and there and everywhere. Uh, you're organizing things. Great time to organize a holiday is at this time. And um, so like when you get to know your cycle, it's actually really cool because you can start to plan things in around certain times of the month so again if you know you're going to be ovulation at x ovulation at x time or at least you're coming into spring or summer that's a really good time to organize a trip away or a holiday or even a presentation or a date something like that that's when you're feeling and looking your best you feel your most confident at this time and that's your but you're not the, the way nature has made it. Like you're, it's created these hormones. So we feel more attractive to put ourselves out there to meet new people and to reproduce. Then when we come to the autumn phase, which is otherwise known as the luteal phase in the cycle, this is when there is fluctuations in hormones. So Eastern and estrogen and progesterone dip, and then they increase. With that comes a little bit of low mood, a little bit of low energy, some mood swings, which is normal not to a debilitating effect level, but it's normal to have a little bit of that. So these are just common enough PMS issues. But if these issues are extremely debilitating to the point that your cravings are insatiable and your anxiety is very, very bad, or you've got extremely low mood or very irritable, constantly crying, that would be too much. There'd be something going on there. So um, I did an episode on PMS what is normal, what isn't, a few episodes back. So if this is something that resonates with you, maybe go and listen to that one. Um, but yeah, so during the autumn phase, what's happening is you're kind of getting yourself ready for winter again, which is the period. So what you're doing at this phase is kind of just kind of getting ready to batten down the hatches and you're maybe stocking up a little bit more on your nutrition. So you're upping your proteins and your fats again, keeping those blood sugar levels stable and you're um, starting to reduce your levels of exercise as well to keep some energy levels. Your hormones are just not meant 
to support high intensity exercise at this time. So it's important to really start to tune into that and listen to that. And again, reduce your exercise at this time, bringing in maybe more um, restorative exercises, maybe like some yoga, just a walk and um, a little bit of Pilates that isn't too intense. Something like that can be really beneficial or just re reducing the frequency of your exercise as well. If you're doing it, let's say five days a week, reducing it down to three, for example. Um, so that's like kind of what's happening at the winter stage. Your appetite does increase naturally due to a boost in thyroid hormone, due to the increase in progesterone. Um, again, honor that. Don't neglect that. Up your calories and get yourself ready for winter. Um, and yeah, just keep an eye on the cravings and make sure that you're eating regularly and often and getting protein and fat with each meal to keep those cravings at bay. So that's a brief synopsis on what is happening at each stage of the cycle and what kind of goes on in terms of your mood and your energy and your your sex drive and how you feel about yourself and your exercise and your nutrition, how they all kind of fluctuate slightly uh, during each phase of the cycle. So if you think about it, um, through the, the seasons in the year it might make it a little bit more simple for yourself and really starting to track this will give you such power I suppose to, to plan your life and be in tune with it and to not go against it so like if you're constantly four weeks of the month dieting exercising you know flat out and work minding kids or planning other things and just trying to keep your life going all of the time you're constantly working like against hormones that are so like during your low hormone phase if you're still doing what you do in your high hormone phase it's asking an awful lot on the body which is putting stress on your body and it's going to impact your health somewhat so whether that be debilitating your thyroid function whether it starts to um, cause irregular cycles just low energy levels maybe hair loss and um, things like that they're very, very common if you're putting too much pressure on your body and too much stresses on the body. So really, um, when you start to touch base with the cycle and know the cycle, you can start to work with it rather than against it. So I hope I summed that up clear enough. Um, I think then when you break it down into the season, it does make it a little bit more uh, easier to understand and to understand how you feel. Like think about summer, you're feeling hot as shit and winter, you just feel like you want to chill out hibernate and just hide away for a little bit and that's kind of how you are when you have your period so to get on top of then tracking and um, just a little bit of a note on that so if you want to start tracking what I would say the best thing to do is firstly you can get an app there's lots of different apps out there so they're the natural cycles which is a good one the reason I like that one is because you actually record data by taking your temperature every morning so it's actually taking like live data rather than relying on self-reported data if that makes sense so the other apps are like clue and flow and daisy i'm not sure about daisy that might I, I haven't used that one myself but i do know that the flow app and the clue app um require you just to input the information yourself um so you're kind of self-reporting things. So um, while that is good and it's good for you to start to notice things yourself and it's good to keep a record, um, it's, it's important to know that an app isn't always going to tell you if you're ovulating. So sometimes people say, oh, I ovulate this day because my app tells me so. But the app doesn't know whether you've had a stressful month or if you had... Um, high stressful month or really bad sleep or poor nutrition starting a new diet for example or something like that 
and you may not have ovulated that month. So it is possible to actually get a period and have no ovulation. Now this doesn't happen regularly. Eventually, if, if you're not ovulating, you'll stop getting your period. But you can have what's called an ovulatory cycle. So when you don't ovulate, um, but when it comes to tracking the cycle, it's important to start to notice signs of it yourself. So the first thing is, and the most accurate way to know if you've ovulated is tracking your temperature. So your temperature is going to increase after you ovulate. So it's kind of retrospective. So when you ovulate, you make progesterone. Progesterone boosts your thyroid hormone and increases your temperature. So your temperature starts to rise gradually up until you get your period. So if you're recording your temperature, say over a period of two to three months, you'll start to notice a pattern that it starts to rise on say day 15. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20s, and so on, it starts to it starts to rise. And then you're like, okay, I must ovulate on this day because my temperature rises afterwards. So then you're getting to realize, okay, so if I want to try plan a baby and have a baby, I need to be having sex about five days before I ovulate. So um I have a good chance of meeting the sperm that comes that it comes in contact with. So that's just something to be aware of. Then another way of tracking your cycle and another accurate enough way alongside tracking your temperature is looking out for fertile mucus. So again, when you're uh, coming up to ovulation, you're going to start noticing um, more fertile mucus um, with the rise in estrogen. So this looks like egg white and it's slippery discharge and it should be stretchy as well. And again, that's to make the sperm easy to transport into the body and, and up the cervix. So that's why um, it looks like that. So again, if you're getting that plus um, a rise in temperature, that's a pretty good indicator that you're ovulating. So while the the apps are good and they can record physical things, say like your mood is increasing or you have low mood, um, your energy is better, your appetite is more like, you can track things like that. And that's really good to get to know and to get in touch with those at that stage um, for real accurate data or suppose information on whether you've ovulated. It's important to actually recognize the signs in your own body yourself. So that's something I would say on the apps and that, you know, women are able to, to, to realize if we've ovulated or not without apps, we don't need something telling us to. So just, uh, they can be helpful, but you know, pen and paper will do the job just as well. Um, you the, to record your temperature you obviously need a thermometer so that's something that um you can buy in a pharmacy um or one comes with the uh, natural cycles app which is one that i would recommend the most because it has a thermometer that records your basal body temperature which um gets it down to the, the smallest degree which is really important because it's a very minute increase um, in, in temperature. So you want to be able to have a good thermometer to, to measure that. So that's just a little bit on tracking the cycle. So if you're someone who's just come off the pill, um, you might not be is in tune with these ebbs and flows and hormones. So, and it might just take a little bit of time for you to get to know these, but that's completely normal. And just to bear with it and start to track from when you come off the pill and to uh, notice the changes that hopefully will come um, through the various seasons in the cycle. So then when we're talking about the pill, I have had a lot of questions about this. And um, I think a lot of people must be planning on coming off the pill in the new year for whatever reason. But coming off the pill, um, it just like people ask, what should I expect when I come off the pill? 
And it's a really, really good question because there's a lot of stuff out there that says it's going to be really bad, really scary and stuff like that. But the first thing I would say is ask yourself, what was your period like before you went on the pill? If your periods were regular, not too painful and pretty normal, then most likely your period will resume to that in about three months after you come off the pill. However, if your periods were uh, irregular beforehand, if you went on the pill for acne or heavy periods or period pain, this is most likely going to return because you didn't get to the root cause of it. What you did was shut off your own hormones and stopped yourself getting a regular cycle. So of course, because you don't have a period anymore, you're not going to have painful periods or heavy periods. And what you have is just withdrawals from the drug or withdrawal bleed from the drug. So when you do come off the pill, this is most likely going to resume. And in a lot of cases, it'll be more severe. The reason for that is because the pill has shut down your androgens and they've had to kind of kick into overdrive. And your androgens are like your male hormones. And what these do is... um, they like increase the, the chances of getting acne and hair growth and irregular periods and, and things like that. And also if you're on the pill for acne, it lowers your sebum levels, which is again, the oil helps with the oil production and that's going to lower your acne. However, that sebum then kicks into overdrive again and um, that's when the acne comes back and it can be quite severe at around the six month mark after you've come off the pill. So um, just bear that in mind. But I suppose what I would say to someone who's coming off the pill who went on it for acne or something like that is to really start to um, bring in some treatment before you come off the pill to help yourself and to reduce those effects. So what I would say on a general level, and this isn't a recommendation, I probably recommend you go to a nutritionist or someone who specializes in hormones. But what I would say is to look at your diet, really reducing your sugar and reducing your alcohol, prioritizing your sleep, making sure that your stress levels aren't too high and supplementing with either a multivitamin, a good quality one and a zinc citrate supplement. A zinc citrate lowers your androgen levels and reduces your sebum. So it's really good for um, balancing those male hormones down and reduces symptoms like excess um, hair growth and acne and irregular cycles. So that's it's a good one for that. Um, with so like a lot of those pills are like androgen suppressing so they lower your their anti-androgen like yasmin for example is anti-androgen so you may find that after coming off the that pill that your acne resumes there in the six month mark because your androgens are just in overdrive do like i know it's hard but be patient it will um with proper dietary management and correct supplement supplement use and lifestyle this can be corrected and um i suppose like if you go on the pill it's not going to be a treatment so it might be tempting to go back on the pill again because you're not seeing any changes in your skin but the same thing is going to happen when you come off it again so I suppose really trying to work and get into the root cause and being patient with it that's what I would say um I know it's easier said than done but I've seen really really good results through dietary management and supplement correct supplement use that can support this so like that's what I would say when it comes to acne and the pill and what will happen when you come off it or what can happen most likely when you come off it um otherwise as I said if your period was normal beforehand most likely it will be again and um, what I would say when you're on the pill 
it can, it depletes certain nutrients or depletes your B vitamins, which are really important for energy levels, depletes your zinc levels, selenium and magnesium and folate. So these are really important um, micronutrients to have in the diet. Um, like B vitamins are massively important for your energy levels. Zinc, as I said, is really important for your skin health, for inflammation, for reducing inflammation. Selenium is really important for your thyroid health. Magnesium is massively important for your nervous system. And folate is hugely important, especially if you're planning to conceive because it prevents um, neural tube defects in the fetus. So very important to be taking that. Um, so what I would say for someone who's on the pill to be taking a multivitamin alongside it because the pill through various mechanisms, whether it's through increased metabolism and um, excretion through urine and just um, reduced absorption of nutrients uh, due to the drugs in the pill, uh, you're not getting the most, you might not be getting the most out of your food and you have re re a reduction in these um, micronutrients. So whether you really need to mind your diet when you're on the pill, making sure you're getting whole foods, really nutritious foods. Um, and then when you come off the pill, this will make the transition a lot more easy. If you haven't been doing this and you're coming off the pill now, I would say just take good quality multivitamin straight away. Um, it will really help support you during that time. And hopefully um, you, you won't not notice too much of a, um, a change and that you'll be able to transition to get your regular cycle hopefully a few months afterwards it can still take one to three months after you've come off the pill to get a regular cycle so just bear with it be patient you know again the, the good the good advice would be just mind your diet eat whole foods keep your blood sugar levels stable by having protein with your meals get healthy fats in the diet and make sure you're getting good sleep and minding your stress levels and I suppose just being patient when you come off the pill because it can take a little bit of time. Again, if you've had irregular periods and if you've had um, painful periods, this most likely will return again and you haven't got to the root cause. This is something that I see a lot. So, um, and it's something that I work with a lot. So again, I, what I would suggest is working with someone like myself or someone who specializes in hormone health to um, get to the root cause of this and support this through dietary and supplement use and really getting to regulate your cycle. Um, often times, and you, when you do come off the pill as well, uh, you can get, a, as I say, surge in androgens, post-pill PCOS, post-pill amenorrhea or post-pill acne. This can occur in people who haven't had it before as well, um, because the, the pill can um, bring on insulin resistance as well due to the nature of the, hor the hormones in the drugs. So just be aware of that. This doesn't happen most women, so it is okay. And um, but just to be aware of that. But really minding your diet is so, so important, even more so when you're on the pill and when you're coming off it and in that transition period. And um, as I say, if you're planning to conceive, um, very important to um, take a folate supplement um, when you, when you move through that phase. Um, and I would say to someone who's trying, who's coming off the pill, who wants to have a baby, to come off that pill about three to six months at least beforehand to give yourself time to ovulate again and get your cycle regulated and to see what it's going to be like. Most times this is okay for women to just to be sure though. Um, and just to be sure that things are working well and just to work with that as optimal as you can. So yeah, that's what I would say for someone coming off the pill, really focusing on a nutrient dense whole food diet, looking at getting good proteins in the diet, good healthy fats and lots of high fiber foods to really support digestion and to um, 
to support healthy metabolism of the hormones in the body as well. That's really, really important. And then to be prioritizing your sleep and your stress levels, making sure that you're not highly stressed because this will affect your hormones as well and your androgen levels. And then maybe possibly looking at some supplements um, that I mentioned that you can use to help support um, that transition as well. So this, there might be a bit in that and it might be a bit complicated. Um, I hope I simplified that as best as I could. Um, don't be scared to come off the pill. Um, it's absolutely, you know, it, it might just take a few months, but, you know, gradually with proper diet and proper nutrition and lifestyle support, you can make that transition as easy as possible as well. And I hope it didn't frighten you from the pill as well, because the pill is really like it's a massively effective drug and massively effective contraceptive method. I suppose um, it's understanding that it is not medicine for treating acne or treating the likes of irregular cycles or PCOS or uh, painful periods. So just to know that and to know that it can have the effects of depleting all those really beneficial nutrients. So when you're on the pill, a lot of women experience um, anxiety or low mood and low energy. That's a lot to do with the depletion of your B vitamins and your magnesium and due to you're not making your own progesterone as well. So um, when you do come off the pill, most women actually feel great. They feel a lot better in energy. Their mood is a lot better. Their sex drive is a lot better. Um, and these are all really good things. So it's um just to know those things though about the pill and like when you go to your GP or whoever advises you to take the pill just you know to ask these kind of questions and just so you're you know if they're telling you to go on the pill for acne you know is that the best solution for you is it actually going to get to the root cause I totally understand how someone in school or a teenager who's got severe acne and possibly is getting bullied over it would want to go on the pill to reduce that acne I totally get that or same if a girl is constantly fainting in school has really bad painful periods and doesn't have the time to get to the root cause or doesn't even know that they can get to the root cause I totally understand why you'd be given the pill for that because it's debilitating your life. So the pill is going to reduce those symptoms, whether it's not getting to the root cause, but it's going to make it better in that time and make your school life a lot easier. So I totally would understand in those instances why it's provided and given. Um, I suppose so that issue with that is then if someone is going on to it so early, then they're not understanding what their cycle is like. And then they could be on it for 10 to 12, 13 years and still have no clue what their cycle is like. When they do come off it, they're like, oh my God, what's going on? They don't, they don't know the seasons of their cycle at all. And then they've got all these symptoms to deal with afterwards. And it's just a lot to deal with in your 30s, along with everything else that's going on in your life. So just to like be critical, like this is your own body you know, asking yourself what is best for you, what do you need right now? So that's what my message would be from this, getting in tune with your cycle, asking questions about your body, asking what you need and what your body, your own body needs. So again, I hope that's helpful. Um, I'm sure there's probably questions that would arise from this uh, podcast, but if you go to my Instagram page, MG Nutrition, I do talk a lot about this. And um, yeah, if you also want to work with me on this, it's something I do one-to-one um, -one with coaching and nutrition support. And yeah, I hopefully be able to help you with any of those issues like PMS, like irregular cycles, painful periods, PCOS, um, coming off the pill and all of that as well. And um, plus weight loss support and hormonal balance and all of that that comes with that so um thanks so much for listening hope this was helpful and i'll chat to you soon